Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and expect. Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories. And today we have a story of friendship from a former Marine, Jason Porter. Here's Jason with a story of his best friend, Forrest Johnson, a.k.a. Fari. I used to go to breakfast several times a week right over here at the Red Hot Inn. And he was always there every single day at a certain time. And he sat by himself. And he had a hat on, and it said 95th Infantry on it. And it had a, you know, you see veterans wear pins and stuff on their hat, but he had a combat infantryman's badge on his pin. And I knew he was a World War II veteran. And I observed him for several weeks or months, never talked to him. And finally, I'm like, I got to I gotta go talk to this guy. Uh, we spent a ton of time just talking, drinking coffee, and through that, he brought me to the veterans group and this veterans group was very unique when I got there because I was by far the youngest guy there. Most of them were all world war II veterans. I'm actually seeing guys here at this group. Like you would read about just incredible events that you would 
see on the History Channel or, or, or study about. These guys were actually there. So I met guys who actually landed at Iwo Jima, who actually parachuted in on Normandy on D-Day. There was a guy who was on the USS Indianapolis. I met guys who unlocked the gates at Dachau. Like, these are the kind of guys I got to meet there. And they talked among veterans, among friends, among peers, unvarnished. And these guys are really the greatest generation, my heroes. I really looked up to these guys. When people look at Europe, everybody thinks of D-Day. Well, D-Day was like, that was the very, very beginning of the campaign. When D-Day happened, there was about four, five, or six divisions that landed on the beach that day. The 95th is actually known for the campaign and Mets. Leading up to that campaign, that's where Forey and his unit, you know, they were decimated there, really. So they form in 1942. They trained and lived together 24-7, 365 for approximately two years. They're the plank owners. They're the first original organic group of guys that come together to form this division. And once they deploy into France and they deploy into the battlefield, those outfits get consumed by casualties in the battle. So he joined in 42 and he deployed to France with Patton's Third Army in the 95th Infantry and left the battlefield on November 10th, 1944. In the assault in Ammonvillers, before he talked about a guy was was shooting at him, a sniper was shooting at him, and he took a rifle grenade. And a rifle grenade, you put it in the in the end of the barrel of your rifle, and he shot, and it went up in the top of a barn, and he got the guy that was shooting at him. They continue the assault, and Borey went to cross a road. Like a platoon is on one side, the other guy's on the other side. And have you ever heard of a German 88? So it's designed to shoot planes out of the sky at tens of thousands of feet. Well, the Germans actually then employed them as anti-tank and then anti-personnel. And the thing that makes this thing so incredible was the velocity of the round. So Forey and his guys, they're moving up the street. And Forey at some point had to, had to cross the street. And there's a German 88, like two miles away, has the street just dialed in. And... A German 88 hits beside Forey. So it shoots down the road and blows up and just blows into a cone. So had Forey been completely in that impact zone, I mean, he wouldn't have been alive. I would have never been friends with him. But he's just on the fringe of it. And it catches his his side. It blows a bunch of his gear off. His leg and hip is just destroyed, blown apart, and... He talked about praying at that point, and he said he knew that, that God had comforted him, and he knew he was going to live to see his son. How he knew that, I don't know, but that was his testimony. A couple of his guys run across the road, snatch him up. The German 88 continues the fire. The German infantry is maneuvering on them in a counterattack. So they scoop him up. They run him to the back, to the basically the other side of a a building or a courtyard, another guy grabs him, but they throw him on the hood of a Jeep, not strapped down or anything. The Jeep takes off across the potato field, full bore. Well, guess what's happening to the Jeep? The Jeep is being fired upon. And as Forey's trying to hang on, he's blown apart. 
They go across the potato field up over the hill. The guys never see him again. That's it. It's like what happened to Forrest Johnson. So after Forey was wounded and evacuated off the battlefield on 10 November 1944 from Amonvillers, France, he went into the hospital, recovery, came home. He tried to pick up his life when he got home. He had a son, and his son had lived with his grandparents, which would have been Forey's mom and dad. So as when Forey came home, he tried to connect with his son. Well, his son didn't really see him as dad because he'd been gone after the hospital recovery and whatnot and all the time in service. He'd been gone nearly four years. So the boy saw grandpa as the father figure. So that was a real struggle um, and then just struggling to being back. But one of the absolute highlights of his life, which he talked about often, like this was like one of his best memories of his life, was the 95th Infantry Division Reunion, 1950. So this would have been five years after the war. They had it in Chicago. And somehow, Forey found out about it. So they haven't talked since 10 November 1944, right? Here comes the reunion in 1950. Forey shows up in the afternoon, maybe a day late. I, I don't know. But he, he walks into the hotel in Chicago, and he sees a whole bunch of his friends. And what a story we're hearing, folks. And when we come back, we're going to find out what happens when the 50th reunion celebration of the 95th Infantry. Well, when all those guys meet the guy they hadn't seen since November 10th, 1944. The story of Fari Johnson continues here on Our American Story. Folks, if you love the great American stories we tell and love America like we do, we're asking you to become a part of the Our American Stories family. If you agree that America is a good and great country, please make a donation. A monthly gift of $17.76 is fast becoming a favorite option for supporters. Go to OurAmericanStories.com now and go to the Donate button and help us keep the great American stories coming. That's OurAmericanStories.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And we return to Our American Stories and Jason Porter telling us the story of his friend and hero, World War II veteran Fari Johnson. Jason picks up the story in 1950 as Fari walks into a reunion full of his old buddies, men who thought that Fari was killed in action fighting Nazis back in 1944. Fari walks up behind him and says, what kind of clown outfit is you guys around here? You give some disparaging remarks, and those guys turn around like they are just going to belt somebody. And they turn around and see Forey Johnson, the guy that they'd seen get blown up. <laughs> he described how they just hugged him, and just it was just an incredible, incredible reunion. So they were there four days, and they went on a bender, talked about you know things that happened on the battlefield after Forey was hit who survived, who didn't survive. So one of the things that they did is they had a gigantic Nazi flag. If you've seen the giant red flag with a big white background with a swastika in the middle of it, they had a huge one of them that they pulled off of Gestapo headquarters in Ham, Germany. Somebody brought this flag out and over the course of the reunion that was held at this hotel, all the surviving members of his company signed that flag. So when I met Forey 60 years later, as members of his company began to dwindle over the time that flag, each guy would have it for a while and they'd maybe get a, give a talk at a VFW post, a elementary school, 
stuff like that. So when I met Forey, he had the flag. It was his turn to have the flag. And every now and then he'd bust it out and we'd, we'd look at it. We'd look at the names on it. One time we tried to call a couple of the guys on the, on the flag. You know, this is kind of pre Facebook and stuff. It was a little harder to find guys. So every year, Forey would invite me to go um, to the division reunion. Well, then the division reunion, I got to, there was just nobody there. 2012, I talked to Forey. I said, Forey, that flag really needs to be in a museum. He's like, well, it's not my flag. I can't give it away. Okay. Well, I'm not pushing them or anything, but I'm like, I don't really want to just see it stuffed under a bed or something. Like when you're gone, it, it, it should go somewhere as it means something. So he agreed to bring it to the National World War II Museum in New Orleans. And at this time, there was three guys from his company that were still alive. I set up a meeting with the curator at the museum. I'm like, hey, these veterans are coming in. They have this flag. I told them the background of the flag. You know, they want to pass it off to you. So I pack up 4A Johnson bring him on flight. He's in a wheelchair. I'm pushing him all through security. You know, it, it's quite a chore to get him down there. Once we get down there, Hal Smith and his wife, they roll in, I think on a motorhome. And the other guy, I can't remember, he comes in and they're just hanging out and talking and they have the flag. And the next day at noon or one o'clock, we're going to turn the flag over to the museum, right? So I sit back and I just basically serve these guys bring them sandwiches, bring them drinks. And they're just, they're talking about the war, their life. You know, they're old men, but they're talking like they're 22. And they are, although 65 some years had passed, they are still brothers. They're bonded by their time in service and, and what they did together. So the time is approaching. I'm like, all right, guys, you know, hey, it's 11 o'clock. At one o'clock, we got to be at the museum. Right, guys? They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, good, good. Get us another beer. I'm like, all right. And it gets down to one hour and I'm like, all right, guys, in, a, in, a, in an hour, you know, we, we need to start pack up and, and go and the museum's ready to, to receive us. And, and I'm like, all right, guys, half hour, you know, let's, let's wrap it up. And, uh, I don't remember which one I want to say it was for you. He turned around. He's like, tell them we're not coming. We'll decide next year. <laughs> the guys didn't want to break up the meeting. They didn't want to give up the flag. Because that gave them a reason to see each other again. Because if they gave up the flag, they didn't have an excuse to meet up the next year. There was no next year. Because by that time next year, they were all gone. And Forey was the last man to have the flag. And he was the last one from that unit. I don't know what happened to the flag now. He wanted something meaningful to happen with it. So maybe it is in the museum. I, I, I don't know. I was sitting right next to him. The last time that I spoke with him, he kept it in a briefcase right next to his chair. And I visited with him seven or eight days before he, before he died. And it was sitting there. Forey Johnson lived several blocks from church where my wife and I attended church. And I would go down the road and, and visit Forey, have coffee, have breakfast. And one day I walked up to his house. The screen door was open. He had his breakfast in front of him and he was in the middle of praying and he was praying out loud. So I just kind of paused. I didn't want to barge in on him or interrupt him. And I couldn't help but overhearing him a little bit. And it was 
it was amazing to hear him. Just sim- simple prayers of, of an elderly man talking to God. And he thanked God for saving his life in World War II. His little boy that was four or five years old and came back, he later died when he was very, very young. And he talked about wanting to see his son. He talked about his surviving children and wanting them to know God and know Christ. And the line I always remember, he's like, help me do good stuff and not bad stuff. Amen. And I paused for a minute and I walked in and said, hey, Jason, how you doing? Get the coffee, this and that. So after the New Orleans uh, handing off the flag incident, where we didn't actually hand off the flag, I believe it was the following summer, I get a random phone call. It's a voicemail from Forey. It said, hey, why don't you and Valerie come over? Bring the kids. Bring your swim trunks. We're going to have a party and uh, it's on Tuesday afternoon at four. You know, who has a party at four in the afternoon on a Tuesday? Well, Forey did. And he's like, I'm, I, I want to see you guys. I'm getting down to the end, you know, and, and uh, I want to see you. And then he just abruptly hung up the phone. And I ro- he, lived, he lived at a T intersection. I rolled up there on Tuesday afternoon at four. And I'm not kidding you, there was cars lining the street, both sides of the street, all three directions for two blocks at this guy's house. 90-some-year-old man. It was his kids, his grandkids, his great-grandkids, all of his friends that he worked with at GM, all of his guys that were still alive from the, the, the veterans group. It was absolutely packed. You almost needed, uh, you know, traffic control there. I couldn't believe it. And I was, I was so happy and he was very happy. And one of the things he said, he was, we were sitting around talking. He's like, Hey, why does everybody wait for the funeral to do this? And I think he kind of knew that was in August and then he died January 1st. It was just so, so wonderful to see all those people turn out for him. It was just a real privilege to know, to know him. It's like the, him and all, all of his peer group were my heroes and getting to spend that time was valuable because, you know, when I met all those guys in, in the early 2000s, you know, 10 years later, they're, they're not around. We don't get to hear their voices anymore. We get to read it off a page. You know, he certainly wasn't a perfect guy or anything, but he was very, very genuine and, uh, he was my best friend, you know, although we were 50 some years separated, he was my best friend for a long time. And, uh, I miss him. And you've been listening to Jason Porter talking about his friend, Fari Johnson. And Jason made an important decision that one day when he decided not to just say hello and move on to that old guy sitting there with a hat that indicated he fought in World War II, he got to know him. We should all do that, by the way, with soldiers and just strangers. Because that person could end up being your best friend and you can end up learning a whole lot about life from them. And I keep thinking about those simple prayers of an elderly man. God, help me do good stuff and not bad stuff. And a special thanks to Shiloh Carosa, who is a Hillsdale graduate and does special work for us, bringing us stories like these, just beautiful stories. Corey Johnson's story, in a way, Jason Porter's too. Here 
on Our American Stories. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandra. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.